construction, golf news, equipment, travel, interviews, course profiles, and more. Your weekly fix of all things golf is about to begin. It's the Flagstick Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Bonner and Scott McLeod. All right, well, welcome in, everybody, to another great episode of the Flagstick Podcast with myself, Jeff Bonner, and this guy to my right or to my left, depending on the video uh, you're looking at, uh, Scott McLeod. Um, and, of course, the Flagstick Podcast is presented... Uh, once again, by our good friends, the Canadian Pro Shop Online, uh, with amazing prices and all the latest brand name golf equipment um, at one convenient location online. It's never been easier to upgrade your game, whether it's drivers, irons, putters, or whatever your golf game needs. The Canadian Pro Shop Online has the best gear to help you play your best golf. Shop online today at CanadianProShopOnline.com. Um as we always try to make sure that you are following us across all our social media networks, because it's very important. Um, Instagram, uh, X, Facebook, um, TikTok. Pick one. My God, there's so <laughs> many of them. I, and they keep growing. Uh, subscribe on yeah. Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And as always, we do encourage you to hit the YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Uh, like us and click the notification bell to make sure you never miss a single episode. We're yeah. actually on threads too, but I have not posted much threads. on there. So don't pull at that thread. Um, uh, how are yeah, you today, sir? Exactly. I'm I'm telling you, I, I'm gonna be I apologize in advance. This is gonna happen throughout the show. I've got this whatever uh, little nagging cough going on, oh, and great. I've had it for about a month. So I'm not sure what's going on. I'll figure it out at some time when I have time to maybe go see the doctor and see why I'm coughing so much. But um, you're apologizing in advance. That's what I'm just saying. apologizing in advance because I could break into an absolute hacking fit there at some point or another. So awesome! Scott, That'll be fun. You to might watch. have to carry. You might have to carry the show for a while. That will be fun too. So watch. this is a crazy day. Yes, yeah, I have two kids now with their G2. Oh boy! Because Brandon just got his yesterday. Oh boy! And Brandon took the car to school today. <laughs> oh boy! So I'm home all day anyway. So I see he's like, "Ah, can I take the car?" I'm like, "I look, suppose look, so." I I get it. We have two cars. I have zero cars right now. <laughs> they're they're ones at school. But and you have a simulator. School. Yeah, I know, but that makes looking. up for everything. <laughs> okay, fair really. enough. Fair enough. I'm not in there all the time. Just you know, to put that out there. Okay, I was in there last night. All the all the time means in a twenty four hour day, he's not in there twenty four hours a day. Well, it doesn't know. mean that he isn't in there five or six hours a day, or no, three no, or no, four no, hours no, a day. No, no. Or, you know, I mean, he I had, doesn't I had, sleep. So, I mean, yeah. when you you know, kind of factor in that side of things too, right? Well, so. I go in there to play around with stuff because I get thinking about certain things with students or golf stuff or whatever, and it's yes. easy just to pop in there and you know, make a couple of swings and think about it or, you know, make use of the the toys that are in there. Um, yeah, it's definitely fun to have and it's sort of a dream scenario or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I thought about it the other day. It's, you know, if I thought about it when I was a kid and having a simulator, man, I would sleep in there. I'd be there 12 hours, but that's just like going to the golf course. You know, we always said, oh yeah, man, I'd never leave the golf course, but you know what? It serves its purpose. I'm not saying I'm not, you know, yeah. Yeah. obviously lucky to have it or, or so forth but um but yeah i'm not in there maybe as much as people would think and, and a lot of times it's just to hit balls 
I'm not yeah. always playing a course or or whatever the case no. may be. But uh, yeah, that is an option, and especially an option in the winter time. But uh, and I know lots of other people are playing simulator golf already because man, I am oh, yeah. hearing about it all over the place. Obviously. It's the it's the rage, I tell you. It's uh, it's. I was just out at um, uh, at uh, Celtic Golf Center. Um, down at Kempfolk a couple days ago with uh with Andy McWilliams just checking it because he did an expansion out there put in two yeah. new, two unicorn simulators in the back of the building there and they um uh, the unicorn simulator is actually pretty cool I mean trackman track trackman awesome yeah trackman awesome but the unicorn ones you would show me <laughs> the, awesome I need a t-shirt that says trackman awesome they uh <laughs> the unicorn ones have an interesting practice uh setup to them where um, I don't know if people remember the old school simulators they used to have at uh, at um, some of the, the retail stores where they had the the face track. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Unicore has because of the 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 uh, the tracking Camera. cameras and stuff above that actually tracks the face angles and all like like and records mm-hmm. it so that you can go back to it later. It's really kind of cool. Um, yeah, well, you can see the collision of the golf ball there. Yeah. And you can see, obviously, the club face twist, uh, which a lot of people don't realize and understand happens in that yeah. impact interval. So, yeah, that is really I thought it was kind of cool. Overhead yeah. cameras. I it was kind of cool. And he uses, I think, the GS, GS Pro with mm-hmm. those ones, Software? which gives yep. him Georgia National and DPC sodgrass. Mm, wonder what those are. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're protecting there, but it might get really... Yeah, <laughs> you know, I really like you're not going to be able to figure that one out. Well, that's um, the thing with that software. Um, you know, people can actually design their own golf courses. Yes, because that's and, on the yeah, right. So it's open open source, and and people obviously are able to go and and design. And there's people that just do it full time, and they and they design golf courses to upload into that type of software. And and you know, obviously, people have access to around the world. And the cool part is, uh, golf courses will you know do their own designs. I mean, yeah. TrackMan obviously. You know, people can have that done if they have a trackman facility or or so forth. But uh, we'll see some other golf courses that will basically just you know endeavor to design their own so that they can play their own golf course all the time. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a cool way to do it. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's get to it. We got a lot to pack in here today. Yeah, we do. Um, on the front end, we're going to obviously we're as always we're going to catch up on some of the latest news topics, uh, including. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more drivers that are popping up on the USGA conforming list. Uh, last uh, episode, we talked about the uh, the Kirkland um, driver, which <laughs> I suggested they should think about renaming. Funny that I haven't gotten a phone call from Costco or Kirkland as to uh, hiring my services to help them out with that little problem that they're having. But anybody that is a part of Costco or whatever, and you want to fix the issue, um, you feel free to give me a shout. Anyway. Uh, we're also going to talk of the best of golf hole selections. I'm not going to get into detail on that. We're going to leave that wide open for your interpretation until we get to it. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the happenings within the pro and amateur game. On the back nine, we're going to catch up with a gentleman by the name of Blair Harris, who is with the uh, Quinty, uh, Kingston, Quinty Kingston Intersectional Matches. So similar to what we have here in, in the Ottawa with the OVGA Intersectional Matches, they have yeah. started that down in Kingston, and it's been growing. Um, um quite a bit over the years and uh, we thought it'd be time to catch up with him on uh, their year and and just how much it's grown and and what's happening there and that's uh that's in uh, the front nine as well so uh, or sorry that's on the back nine that's a little interview that you you did with Blair so uh, we're going to play that in the back nine but 
Let's get to the front nine presented um, by Metcalf Golf Club, a natural setting, a pleasant challenge. Uh, golf season may be over. In fact, it <laughs> is over at Metcalf. Ooh, yeah, uh, Metcalf. But you have to start planning for next season now. Buy a membership, uh, get your name on a, on a league list, uh, purchase some of the game packs uh, online and be ready to hit the first tee in the spring with big savings in your pocket. Visit MetcalfGolf.com to shop now. All right. A couple golf courses actually opened. I know. I saw at Packingham. I saw Packingham had the big social media campaign. Yeah. We're, we're, we're reopening for three days. Yeah. Um, Maple, Maple Few did as well. And obviously, as we said, Crooked Creek, I'm not sure who else is there. But I mean, I had people messaging me at seven this morning going, do you have a list of the courses that are open? And I'm like, it varies from day to day. So that is not, not a, really, that is not a list that I think that we would work on compiling. I think that's a case of let us know. And we'll, yeah, you know, whether you do it on your own social, we'll, we'll repost it. Uh, we'll share it. However we, or let us know and we'll, we'll tack it out there somehow. But yeah. um I guess, I guess, you know, if I'm not a golf course owner, so I mean, I'm not going to look at it and say, okay, I don't understand why you're opening for closing for a week and then opening for three days. Um, if you're, if the, the need for the dollars are there, I can't see that many dollars coming in. So I'm not really understanding why, but maybe, it, maybe there's a golf course owner out there that is listening or watching and uh, is in that situation where you closed and then reopened. And you can explain to me, the logic behind reopening and then I'll understand and then I there will explain it on this podcast to everybody that listens um the ones of people and and um and then we'll have it out there forever and recorded <laughs> I'm sure it varies I'm sure it varies from I'm place. sure it does I'd like to know though I I mean I really would I, I anyway back to the uh front nine there you go um we got a little sidetracked there. I hit a tree. Uh, new drivers appearing uh, this uh, this week on the USG conforming list uh, yeah. from TaylorMade Cobra, PXG, and Ping. Um, what'd you see? Like, what uh, you so obviously, uh, you know, Rory had one of them in his bag. I thought, yeah. Too. So people have to realize a, a lot of the reasons why they end up appearing on the uh, conforming list, even though they're not going to be, you know, available to the public into the early part <laughs> of the year, is that they have to be approved for use for players. So for an example, as you said, Rory was going to put it into play this week at the DP world tour uh, shot one under in the first round, by the way. Um, so as a result of it, it has to be on the conforming list. So on Monday morning, when they update the, the conforming list, uh, this is when gearheads and, and geeks like me are uh, patrolling this list and, and looking to see what's new on the list. And, you know, you have to, we have some indications. I, I kind of know from, you know, kind of insider stuff um, who's might be, you know, squeaky you know, driver or so out there. So obviously, TaylorMade has the next version of their carbon wood uh, club. There's not much to see because, again, mm -hmm. it's a it's a black and white photo. They have very few details, and we shared it on our social media. Mm -hmm. uh, very few details of what's there from a marking wise uh, for from the USGA. So we don't really know a lot, you know. And even if we did, chances are we might be under embargo and not be able to share those details. Exactly. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Cobra had the dark speed, so they had uh, three versions. Dark speed, so they had three versions of their uh, driver out there. Uh, PXG had a black ops, which is their 0311, their driver <laughs> out there. Black ops, nice name. My and then, goodness. 
And then Ping has a new version of the uh, G430. It's their 10K. Indications from that is that it's a much higher MOI version. Cameron Champ's expected to put that in the bag or have that in the bag today at the RCM RSM Classic. Um, here's the thing, though, about this. I, I, and there's a couple different angles here. I had one guy online. He was He was complaining about leaked photos. <clears throat> so first of all, these are not leaked photos for the USGA. These are published by the USGA on their list. So mm -hmm. I know it may take away the surprise for some people, um, but there's not really many surprises out there right now. But my question to you is, do you get excited about new gear? Now, I know back when we were in our retail days, <clears throat> obviously it was important from a sales cycle, so forth, interest from customers and things like that. But what's your thought? these days does it really pique your interest do you really i won't say do you care but does it does it gather your attention or is it just something that's sort of in the background for me i i mean i care um yeah. it does it I, I do care it it's i don't know if it's as a golfer i care mm -hmm. or um as a person that's in the, in business. the business of golf right. that i care so right um i think as a golfer i don't care mm -hmm. as much uh about knowing so far in advance like i mean right. i don't think that really i think when it comes out and they announce it and if i'm intrigued by what they're showing then then it might pique my interest um, yeah you're not like sweating to get it in your no as quickly as possible no right? no no, yeah. no i mean there's nothing and, and frankly there's there's um for me um Yes, how do you, how do I say that? So you want to well, say I don't want I don't want I don't want to upset the you know no no, as no a, but you're as not a, seeing an advantage for it. No, I, I don't. You just you just play what you play, right? Every once in a while, I see something come out that to me really does revolutionize the game, um, mm. and I see something come out that changes how far someone can hit it, changes um, you know how straight they can hit it, how it how it helps the average golfer or the the less than average golfer with their sure. game. So I see stuff like that come out and that, that excites me. Mm -hmm. um, new gear for, for a player like myself that maybe I'm not saying I'm like more for yourself, but I'm a, I'm a better player. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, the, I can still go out nowadays with equipment that I used 10 years ago and shoot the same scores like it doesn't as, change as can, as can most as can it doesn't most, change sure. anything but i will say that you know the equipment that i'm using now is far more forgiving hmm. and um even even though the the clubs may be a forged club mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to cast because back in the day it was like well if you had a forged club if you didn't yeah. hit it right you that's, know it was sending vibrations down your spine so you had to use cast clubs because yeah, those yeah. were more forgiving well that's, that's completely really changed and it's, kind of fableish yeah. to begin yeah. with but yeah so i don't know i don't know if i get if i get wound up and excited over it it piques my interest because anything new right is exciting so then i yeah. want to know mm -hmm. okay well what is this what is this i want to know about this so when you right now we're seeing these things you know seeing these pictures from from TaylorMade and and uh you know and the stuff from Kirkland and you know whatever comes out from Cobra and I'll, I see this stuff and I'm intrigued because right. I haven't hit it yet right. I haven't seen it up close and set it down the ground and say yeah hey I love how this looks mm -hmm. um I want to try this yeah and I guess that was always when we went to, when I went to the PGA show 
and did the demo day down there. That was kind of the way that I could um, quantify this new stuff that was coming up because I'd seen sure. lots of pictures of it, but I hadn't really felt it in my hand or felt how it how it performed. So, um, yeah, I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword there. It's like, yes, I'm intrigued by it, but it doesn't really, it doesn't excite me as much. It's just an in, intrigue, I guess. Does yeah, intrigue, sense? intrigue's definitely a way to a way to put it here. I mean, um, you know, it's not going to revolutionize in your game, probably, um, but certainly, uh, you know, again, you're right. <clears throat> it's seeing the progress within the companies and what they're working on, and you know, and talking to the engineers and different people. It's always you know, need to see where they're going with things. And sometimes these are evolutions of of stuff that we've talked about years ago of that they were hoping to make at some point once materials and things were available and so forth. What I'm always interested about is how people react to, these are black and white photos of the bottom of a golf club and how people react is unbelievable. I mean, either they're like, the, you know, this is the best thing ever. Or in other cases, and, and more often than not, they haven't hit the club yet. They haven't even got it in their hands yet. They haven't seen it from a top side yet or whatever. And they're like, oh, that's terrible. Or that looks like so-and-so. That looks like a copy of this or a copy yeah. of that. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just settle down. Be patient. You know, wait for it to come out. Wait but isn't that the nature of the, 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 the nature of the golfer? I guess. Is, is to be overly opinionative. No, it shouldn't. But that's and and that's the modern the modern era of social media and stuff too where everybody's yeah. protected by the protected by the keyboard and the screen and everything mm. and they're not if someone had to say that face to face to the guy that's the R&D guy from TaylorMade sure. would he yeah. say it? No. Probably not. No. You know, and because I, I, he'd be I've embarrassed that, to not be able yeah. to back it up. You yeah, can hide I, behind a you yeah. can hide behind a at whatever or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. whatever your screen your 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 yeah. handle is. And yep. nobody knows who you are, then it's easy yep. to have these opinions, and you see that all the time. There's some yeah, and you're and you're opinions about stuff. yeah, and you're and you're fine to have an opinion or whatever. But I mean, obviously, digging just from a facts. I had a, a guy yesterday, basically, you know, talking about uh, the driving performance of a particular player and saying how you know with this brand now they're way off or whatever, whatever the case may be. I basically presented him with the strokes gain, the fact that the player was down to half a stroke per tournament uh based on it and you know their assertion that you know they were missing way more fairways well they were missing one less fairway per and you know that may make a difference but again uh, you know their their anecdotal information you know a, their driving average was down two yards well two yards up or down over 74 rounds ago yeah it's it's really amounts to nothing so anyways i i think it's i think it's always interesting that they appear uh obviously we'll wait and we'll have more information when mm -hmm. you know it's available um but yeah i mean if people want to weigh in and, and tell us how excited or not excited they get about new equipment i think price comes into a factor too oh. now i mean <clears throat> it's not easy for people to all of a sudden just switch over to another driver if it costs 600 800 dollars um, so maybe they're a little bit tempered by that, uh, as opposed to, you know, back in the day, if maybe they were a little bit cheaper and they could switch more easily. Um, and as I say, always with the golf equipment, you don't buy a golf equipment, you buy hope. Right. So, well, and, and the trade value of a lot of equipment too. So like when you, you want a new driver and you want to go someplace where you can do a trade or a swap and swap and buy or whatever, 
and you're getting no value for what you bought a year ago. Like mm, if you paid yeah. $600 for a driver last year and you want to trade it in to buy another $600 driver this year and you think you're going to trade it in after a year, it's in mint condition, they're going to give me 400 bucks for it. No, that's not Forget happening. it. You're lucky if yeah. you get 150 So, I mean... Yeah. And and that's the reality of it is it's, you know, unlike a much like a car it lose, loses mm. a high percentage of its value the moment the, the yeah. first ball is struck off it, regardless of how good a condition it's yeah. in. And so, people have to realize and understand, you know, the performance of the product, especially in this case, is highly dependent on the golfer. Um, you know, so it's course. not exactly it's not, you know, it's not the club to blame. And then on top of that. Was it fitted properly? There's a lot of different factors. That well, that's go in the there, factor so. that, you know, I think that's the, um, I think that's the, uh, um, the factor that most people don't mm. take into account is that you go into a retailer and you buy a driver or any club, but a driver in particular, because that's the one everybody wants to hit straight. Sure. It's also and the one that's under the most stress. You hit a few a shots into a, into a simulator or into a net or whatever. And, uh, off a launch monitor and you you get some numbers and you see some screen and you think that that's good and mm -hmm. but you don't truly have the piece of equipment fit for you and i think that more than any other club in your bag your driver has got to be fit for you i mean the, oh, yeah. the length of the shaft the flex of the shaft the weight of the shaft how mm -hmm. the shaft reacts with the head that you have on it is important mm -hmm. too because you, you you know i can take the shaft out of the driver i'm hitting now and say, okay, well, I really like this shaft and I hit this driver really well, but I'm going to switch to another brand because someone gave me this or I decided yeah. I wanted to go to this one because it looks it's cool. A, it's, a it's a different Now animal. you go and you go and take the same shaft that's in the driver you're hitting now because you hit it so well and you put it in the new head and you think you're going to go out and hit it just as well and you're not because the head is completely different. It's a different overall weight. It's a different setup. It has center, like, center of gravity. There's everything changes. Yeah. Now you yeah. got to go in and get refit. Because yeah. you might need a completely different shaft for that situation. So understand that. that they, if you're yeah. going to spend $600 on a driver. Or more. You know, I would now. strongly, strongly suggest that you don't just walk in someplace and buy the one off the shelf and walk out. Yep. That you go and you have it properly fit. Even if it's fit at the place that you're at. I, I don't mm -hmm. care. Go yeah. through the motions. Have it fit properly. Yep. So that you know that this is good before you leave the store and and commit to spending 600 bucks like yeah. it's just it's beyond me would you would you go and buy a car a used or a brand new car would you go and just walk into the lot and i mean people have i yeah, know but, i have but, but but the thing is is that even a driver is even more particular than a car uh -huh. because the fact is is the you know it's more precise as far as what's going to happen at the impact at the collision standpoint as far as mm -hmm. the, the the club head and the golf ball and that's a dynamic situation between the golfer and the golf club and the golf ball so you yeah. know because of that there are a lot of elements that have to be worked into that way more than most people think and you know as much as everybody would like to think this is a really simple situation from a it's fit not. it's not it's a complex issue it's a complex item and you know again we all like to make things simple it's no different than you know our golf swings or whatever the case may be um but i'm sorry you just have to admit that it is a complex situation which requires some extra work to do and the thing is is that you know why be disappointed in the end so you may as well get it done properly and yep. chances are you know what you're going to be able to hang on to that driver for a little bit longer so there you go 
All right. One, great more, advice. More. Great advice from us. Um, we have a bunch of Canadians that are uh, playing second stage Q school, which is very yep. exciting. Um, you said four, four are currently in action and eight more are to uh, get going in a couple of weeks. But the four that are currently in action, we've got at least um, one that's inside the number, eh? And, oh, who is it? <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so uh, there's four in action this week. They're obviously three, 36 holes so far, um, dealing with some tough scoring conditions. Uh, Noah Steele, who we've mentioned from Kingston, Ontario, he's in the site in Savannah. Uh, he went 68-73. He's T12 in Savannah. you got to be T15 in ties to advance. So that's, it's a tight cut. Uh, there are about 78 player fields. Um, to be able to make your way to finals because finals guarantees you at least conditional status on the Corn Ferry Tour, gives you an option for full status on the Corn Ferry Tour. And this year, they are returning five cards uh, for the PGA Tour has returned for those Q School finals. So uh, there's a lot on the line for these players. Uh, the other three Canadians that are in action are down in Florida uh, at the Tesora Club in, in Port St. Lucie. Brendan McDougall from Calgary is the top one out of that group right now. Uh, he's T21 through 36 holes. Uh, Peyton Callens and Matt Hill are there as well. Uh, Peyton's just behind Brendan and Matt's a little further down the field. So uh, they all need good play no matter what. Even if they are in good position right now, they'll still yeah. need good play over the next 36 holes if they're going to advance and it's it, i mean your livelihood so on the line eh? like this is you know it's not yeah, the end of the world it's not the end of the world no. if you don't go through but i mean this is this is you're this close and and yeah. getting through to that next stage you know how much of a difference that makes and then and getting through man like well it's another it's another year for some it, of these right? Yeah, for some of these players, it's it's you know that's a once a year chance to to graduate graduate up. Uh, for some players, you know, say Peyton Callens, for an example, he doesn't have status on any tour. It's a little bit different than for say Noah, for an example, who has status on PJ Tour Americas for next year. So right. he can play Latin America, Canada, the US. So, you know, he can play that tour. So he has a job. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of other players. You know, Matt Hill, who's a veteran player, for an example, he's playing minor league golf tour events. You know, while doing his other career while he's in Florida. Um, you know, so he doesn't have status on a tour. So, I mean, so for those players, it's super, super critical. Um, you know, if you don't have any type of fallback, it's back to the mini tours. And, you know, for some of these guys, and I've talked to a few of them this winter, you know, they're hanging it up, you know, they're, they get to the point where, you know, they, they've gone to the Q school a bunch of years. Maybe they don't get through first stage. They're done with the mini tours. They haven't made any money time, time to go home and, and find another job. So. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate that it comes to that, but at some point or another, you know, it's a reality of it, it. it. You have to stop. I mean, chasing the dream, I get it. I mean, it happens in all sports. You know, guys, hockey players, baseball players, football players. You know, just where does it? You know, where does it stop? Yeah. And when you realize that it has to stop, that's a yeah. tough decision to have to make. But. Yeah, and, and golf's a tough one because, you know, you're paying your own expenses. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit different than maybe some other sports where you get minor league contracts enough to, like, cover your expenses uh, and so forth. Uh, golf, you're trying to find the money all the time to, to keep out there. So it tends to weed out people. And, you know, we always say that, you know, the money runs out usually before the talent does. Um, that's just the, no the way it no is, question. unfortunately. So, no But uh, good luck to those guys, and we'll give yeah. you some follow-up on that uh, as it plays out. Now, I uh, just want to quickly mention, too, that uh, um, we have 
two players that are kind of uh, um, in action this week. Yeah, I mean, there's more than that in in on the PGA Tour. There's there's five Canadians playing the PGA Tour, but particularly uh, Adam Svensson is obviously defending his title at the RSM Classic, and then uh, you know Brooke, as we mentioned, is the she's at the season-ending CME Group Tour Championship, and um, <clears throat> if people want to uh, check out her uh, her media conference. Uh, that she had uh, prior to the tournament. Uh, we've got that posted up on flagstick.com and you'll see her comments based on the, the year and, and kind of uh, where she feels she's at heading into this tournament, which uh, she tees off a little bit later today. Um, okay. Now we've got um, also Curtis Barkley. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't uh, talked about in a bit, but uh, we've talked about a lot uh, is, uh, is in Dubai for the uh, G42 or series finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the DP World Tour Championship, where he tied for second last year, and yep. he is currently the number five ranked player um, in the uh, in the world. Yes, uh, on the G4D Tour. Um, interestingly enough, his mom Kathy mm-hmm. uh, is there, and uh, she finally realized a dream of hers uh, and got to meet Rory McIlroy, who's in the yep. field obviously this week for the DP World Tour Championship being held at the same time so exciting for curtis's mom i'm sure <laughs> equally exciting for curtis to be over there playing and yeah and um you know maybe taking a shot at a at a at a big title slightly you... slightly higher finish than last year he doesn't have to go far to finish better but no. uh, the only no. thing he can do is win so um yeah you know... he hasn't he hasn't won one of those g4d titles yet he's been really really close um <clears throat> obviously dubai uh australia few different ones so he, he you know he's trying to get that number one spot and uh if people didn't check it out the uh dp world tour actually shared on social media yesterday they did this little ball bouncing video that they did with a whole bunch of their players and they actually included some of the g4d players in it so curtis is in that video as well it's a, a chain of players bouncing a golf ball off the face and they're going down nice. the line so good to, good to see curtis as part of that and we've been staying in touch with him <laughs> uh via social media while he's over there so uh good luck curtis and uh looking forward to seeing you play uh well over those 36 holes okay lastly before we take a break and we're gonna have to shove part of us uh information uh, part of what we want to talk about we're gonna have to shove it into the back nine because we like sure. to talk and we've overspoke um last thing before we do take the break is uh some of our regional pros playing in the pga head professional championship in mexico uh cameron gall Derek mcdonald from whitetail uh sarah landry Gord Percy, Lee Curry, and Roger Beal are all participating, representing the uh, PGA Ottawa at the uh, PGA Head Professionals Championships in Mexico. So uh, it will be interesting to see how they finish up, and we will have uh, information on that uh, both on flagstick.com and on the Flagstick podcast um, as soon as we have that uh, results for you. Uh, We're going to take a break. Um, we're going to slide this little bit into the back nine. We're going to talk about the uh, um, Eastern Ontario best of 18 holes. Um, we're going to get to the details on that, but we're going to shove that in the back nine as well as Scott's interview uh, with uh, Blair Harris from Quinty Kingston uh, Intersectional. Um, but uh, we'll do that right after the break. Stay with us. You'll be back. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Flagstick Podcast with Jeff Botter and Scott McLeod. 
Canadian Pro Shop Online has all the best gear for Canadian golfers, amazing prices on all the top brands in one place. The latest drivers, irons, putters and more, the Canadian Pro Shop Online is the best gear to help you play your best golf. Shop online today at CanadianProShopOnline.com. Well, welcome back to the Flagstick Podcast with uh, myself, Jeff Botter, and Scott McLeod. Um, we're uh, going to pull some stuff that we didn't get through in the front nine into the back nine. So let's get into the back nine uh, right away, presented this week by Falcon Ridge Golf Course. Um, another outdoor golf season has ended, but that does not mean golf is over. The indoor golf season has begun at Falcon Ridge, featuring four state-of-the-art trackman sims they are open and ready for business and ready to help you extend your golf season well into the spring visit falconridgegolf.ca for more information or to book a tea time you got it four get on over there yes well it's close for me so i probably I will try to you know because some of us don't have one in our in our garage. i would recommend i mean they're they they just added the new uh two courses at the pga of america headquarters they're pretty nice and fun to play uh lofoten links in norway try that one out okay all right lofoten links and that's perfect for you to have a match against someone because you got to hit it straight so that's your forte <laughs> and they can play around in the volcanic rocks Whoever you're playing against. Good plan. So there you go. There you go. So if not There's me, advice. if anybody listening or watching the podcast is uh, going to a facility like Falcon Ridge that has Trackman, um, mm-hmm. Lofoten links. There you go. Do it. Try it out. Okay. Um, before we get to the interview with uh, Blair Harris, we want to just uh, suck a little bit of the front nine into the back <laughs> nine that we didn't get done. And we want to talk about sure. Eastern Ontario best of 18 holes. So Scott. Let's uh, explain. <laughs> yeah. Explain. So, uh, explain yourself, so, please. Uh, obviously, Joe McLean, who, uh, you know, longtime uh, friend of ours and, and uh, worked with us for many, many years, uh, still active on his Twitter handle. And, you know, he shared, he likes to dig into the archives and stuff all the time. In fact, he sent me a great 300 300 page story uh this week that i'll share details of of at one point of but uh one thing that uh he digs through is some of the newspapers and so forth and he found this article in the ottawa citizen from 1985 uh that martin cleary uh did and basically uh martin got together a panel of uh you know five people from the golf community at that time it was vera charlebois who recently passed away uh john holtzman uh barry laffin uh greg olson and floyd cooper who was the obga uh, chair for um, uh, for ratings for golf courses and so forth for a while. So they got together and they put together a compilation golf course of the best 18 holes at that time uh, in Eastern Ontario. Now, we have to premise or, uh, you know, we have to let you know that, you know, since that time, we, the golf courses and the number of holes in the region has basically doubled. Um, so there's a much more uh, choices now so i'm sure it's going to lead to some lively debate uh at some point if we you know maybe open this back up again and maybe try to do something but uh for the sake of time um do you think you could actually pick uh, a favorite 18 um would it be hard could you come up with all of a sudden 40 and then you're trying to pare it down to 18 and maybe today maybe we want to just pick out one hole that maybe would jump out right away and that would definitely be part of that now I will say when they did the when they did the this uh, setup, they did a par seventy two, and the holes could fit anywhere. So as we talked about before we got on air, it could be the second hole at a place, but you can make it the first hole of your favorite one. I like the premise of going and maybe being more narrow and saying, 
what's your top first hole, second hole, third hole, whatever, and being yeah. the actual number. We won't put it that way or we won't put a restriction on that. We'll do some wow. stuff on social if people want to uh, put some things out there. But why don't you just pick one? And here's the cool part. It's totally subjective. It's it's up to you to say, you know what? This is my favorite hole. It could be a hole that another person thinks is dumb. It doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. But is there one hole that would jump out right away that if you were to choose and had to, you know, pick 18, that right away you'd be like, oh, yeah, for me, for me, that has to be on my list. Cornered. Wow. Yeah, big time. Um, One hole from Eastern Ontario. Yeah, and it could be, like I said, it could. And when I see Eastern Ontario, their uh, their compilation course, for an example, um, had the uh, 18th hole at Cataraqua. So they went far reaching with it. Uh, They did include courses from over in on the Quebec side in the in the Udoway region. Uh, as well um uh, yeah. yeah okay i, I got at me. so so um the one that stands out in my mind right off the bat because we've been there so often is uh, number four at smugglers hmm okay yeah par, par five, five um, elevated off, off the big elevation very narrow yeah. um you know environmental area down the right hand side that you you cross um couple times the green well, cross yeah, it a couple, yeah. hopefully you don't cross it a couple times yeah sorry you should only hopefully cross you only it cross once. it once you should only cross it once yeah <laughs> if, you're, if you're crossing it a couple of times you're in a yeah. trouble yeah. um yeah i think that one's the first one that stands out in my mind I mean, there's so many i mean that's I've played, a thing i've played every big... golf course with the yeah. exception of one or two in eastern ontario yeah in this so region it. So it's a big, it's a big task. Yeah, it, it really be, is. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what? I, I, I kind of like the, uh, the I premise. like the idea of the task. I like the premise yeah. of the task. And I think that, that um, aside from myself, I mm-hmm. think I want to do this, mm-hmm. um, but I'd, I'd like to see, I'd like the premise of getting our, our uh, audience, involved. like yeah, our yeah, flagstick yeah. community yeah. involved in this. I'd like to. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah. I'd love to see. And then we can even publish publish some of the results of these on flagstick.com, uh, sure. what people think, and then maybe we can get a real good conversation going. Yeah. What about you? What about you? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that oh, one yeah. kicks into your head. Yeah, I, I think when I looked at this, it was this was probably easy for me because I've had a little bit more time to look at it and think of it. And then, you know, I obviously looked at their their list that they had as well. And, you know, we can share that at some point uh, if people like as well. And we have to remember because they had fewer courses to choose from, um, you know, they were they picked multiple for some golf yeah. courses where that might not be the case these days. Uh, 18th at Royal Ottawa stands out for me mm-hmm. um you know dramatic par five finishing hole um you know not so testing off the tee but really forces you to make a decision for that second shot because you know if you're if you've got the length to get there um there is high levels of risk and reward i mean uh even if you hit the ball on the surface it might not stay there and if it gets over the back of it as players saw at the 2016 canadian men's amateur yeah. championship um you can be in a world of trouble depending on where the hole locations are um got some good slope to the green so it, it makes it a challenge that way well if um, you don't get to the green too if you just get across the creek at the bottom of the hill mm-hmm. and you're either and you're on that bank in any fashion. Oh, that's a really, really tough. Yeah, as yeah. as uh, as Brandon found out when we played uh, Royal Ottawa with um, Oh, he's, yeah, he got and, over there. Uh, yeah. And Jenny. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. He was on the side of the bank, had to get up and down from there. Yeah. And so. it's, and it's no, and it's no, uh, you know, it's no gimme too. Even if you lay up, you know, your wedge <laughs> shot has to definitely be precise to put you in a position that you're going to have a, a decent putt. So, mm-hmm. um, I like it in the fact that it's a par five. That's not a, you know, it's not a, uh, there's so many par fives that you play that are just like, you know, you know, the scoring average is going to be just over four. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, people will take advantage of it all the time. Uh, whereas this one is not always the case and, no. you know, blend in the fact that the patio is right there and that you're always, people are always watching you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it adds to it and on top of the historic element as well. So there's a lot of elements there that go into that, but I think that one is one that would jump out for me. But uh, I, Seven, I agree. 17 at Renfrew is always one that uh, that I oh, like. Yes. 17 and 18, yep. the finish there. Yeah, 17 yeah, yeah. across the gorge there, a difficult little par three, and then 18 yep. down the hill towards that clubhouse. Has yes. that sort of same Royal Ottawa mm-hmm. sort of style. You still got that Tudor style clubhouse too. And, it, yep. you know, Royal Ottawa obviously is Royal Ottawa, but, you know, that style, you're mm-hmm. coming down the hill and then you, you, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, there's I think there's a be... bunch. I mean, I could, it could be a, it yeah. could be a difficult list to pick. Well, down. here's the thing. There's so many different ways you could go about it. I mean, you could pick 18 of the best par fives. You could pick the 18 of the best par fours. I mean, it would be really hard to be definitive and say, here is the best par five. Because again, you know, there's there's so many, it would be a difficult contest that way. But what was um, the par five at Brockville Highland? Um, the big one. You hit you hit up. Oh, it's on the oh, back nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know it's one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, always yeah, like but- that par five too. And it was actually it was actually when we when we used to do the Flagstick Readers Choice Awards, that par five was actually one of the ones that was in the top three, mm. um, um, or top five par fives uh, as selected by our our, our readers. Um, yeah. I think if I went back, it was it was in the top five a lot of years. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, that again because it's something that's. Uh, you know, subjective and fun. I think it would be interesting to mm-hmm. revisit that and uh, find a format that we could do it in. And then, uh, yeah, maybe people pay attention and uh, we might see some uh, reader participation stuff on that soon. I, I do have something that's up on our uh, on our Instagram right now, just saying what's your favorite hole in general, no other parameters and stuff like that, just yeah. uh, for some feedback. I did that during the break. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll maybe we'll formalize that a little bit in the future and we'll do something on it. Yeah, I think so. A little contest or something. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of contests. Speaking of contests, yeah, let's get the... Uh... Let's do nice, this. Let's get nice this out segue, of the way, Jeff. <laughs> Brick, I'm good. Um, we put it out there for everybody to um, to uh, sign up for the Flagstick Digest newsletter, which is good for you to do anyway. Yes. Uh, and in turn, in return for you putting in such a strong effort for uh, uh, giving us your email address and your name and us giving you this great newsletter. We also put your name in a list, uh, a draw to win a, um, autograph Xander Shoffley cap. Yep. An Adidas um, one. An Adidas cap. And, uh, we will pull the winner and the winner is uh now we can only give you email address here but yeah it's, and don't uh, and don't give the full email address yeah. obviously we'll uh, just it's do the front uh, part of it c daniel ottawa uh now That's we can like... only assume that it's uh c daniel um chris, chris uh, candace chris, we don't know cooper who knows we don't know so yeah therefore we will email them. i yep. will email you or scott sure. will email you one of us will email you to get your address and full name and details so that we can 
ship off your uh, signed Xander Shoffley yeah. Adidas cap. Yeah, and there's so, some bonus uh, tailor-made uh, golf balls in there as well. There you go. So more than you expected. Uh, thank you to everybody who did sign up. And uh, we do encourage you to uh, continue signing up. Yeah, we'll do well, other we'll, contests, but for sure. it's to your benefit. What we send out with the newsletter three times a week is some pretty good information, and it brings you directly to flagstick.com, which provides you with even more cool information um, every day. Every day. Oh, so yeah. there you go. Congratulations, C. Daniel Ottawa. There you go. All right. <laughs> now, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the back nine. Uh, Scott uh, had a chance to sit down with Blair Harris. Uh, from the Kingston Quinty intersectional matches mm-hmm. and uh, talk a little shop, see what was going on, how the intersectionals went this year and to talk about how it got started and the growth of it over the, uh, the, the years. Um, so we want to, we want to play that interview. Scott, do you want to set up the interview at all? Or have I already I think, set it up? I think, well I, think, I think you just did. I mean, Blair okay. was, uh, Blair was heavily involved um, when the great waterway classic was around mm-hmm. from the tourism side of it. Uh, he was working for the ministry at that, that point. Um, but he, himself and a number of volunteers have really stepped up to really help promote uh, these matches down in the Quinty Kingston region. And, you know, it's very self-explanatory, uh, but he certainly gives us a little bit of the history, which actually I was involved in a little bit uh, and to see what the evolution is like and, and how it's really, uh, how it's grown and obviously it's not as large yet as what we see in the OVGA or maybe they see in the Montreal district as well, but uh, it's certainly drawing in a lot of players. It's getting a lot of attention. And I know uh, a lot of the people that take part in it will be interested to hear what Blair's got to say. And uh, yeah, thank you to, to Blair for taking the time. Okay. So without further ado, here's uh, Scott McLeod uh, and his interview with uh, Blair Harris. All right, we've got a special guest today, uh, basically Blair Harris, who I've known for quite some time, actually, before we got on the on the show here. Uh, he was recounting the fact that we've known each other for probably 30 years now. Uh, we don't need to, you know, recount all of that, but uh, Blair is here to talk to us today about the Quinty Kingston intersectional matches, which is something I know intimately because I've lived in the Kingston area, uh, was part of the Golf Ontario committee for a while, but obviously you're immersed in this. Uh, welcome, welcome, uh, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you after a long time. Yeah, it has been a little bit. We occasionally run into each other every now and then, but uh, certainly not as much in the last little while. Uh, I know the uh, the season just wrapped up. You guys have been great in getting um, you know details and stuff to us this year. Uh, if people first off want to know about all the results uh, for these matches, which obviously as we will get into as far as the territory they cover, uh, go up onto flagstick.com. We've got all the results. And you know, I have to thank you first off, Blair. Uh, you guys have been diligent about getting the results i've been a little bit slower sometimes because maybe i've been traveling or whatever to get posted um but you know photos scores uh names details it's been great and i know the uh the people involved and their friends and family certainly appreciate it as well so kudos to you for that before we we get to talking about anything else well and and thank you uh obviously from our perspective flagstick is the voice of golf in this region so uh where else would we go 
<laughs> well, we appreciate that. So uh, first <laughs> off, let pe- let's talk a little bit about the history. Now, it's been about 13, 14 years since I was involved uh, with sort of the sort of back when they had the districts for Golf Ontario. We don't sort of have that now, that structure. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what the intersectional matches are, how long they've been uh, taking place and so forth? Yeah, uh, well, it, it's uh, it's yeah, it's a fascinating uh, history, but it, it comes down to uh, uh, the whole concept of the intersectional matches, where you're where you have four clubs in a in a foursome, they're playing match play against each of the other other players, so it can get a little complicated uh, for the uh, you know the the recreational uh, uh, sure. golfer. But basically, this is our sixteenth uh, year, and uh, it it all started. In, and as you know, the gentleman uh, Gilles Hurtabuis. Uh, from Quebec, uh, sort of brought the concept uh, over, and uh, really just did a, a yeoman's job at uh, doing everything for the uh, the organization. And uh, it was all him, and with with a few volunteers. But this guy was unbelievable. And again, with uh, I think a committee involving you uh, back then. So he he started it, and I think there was it was probably about ten uh, clubs. I think it was two thousand and eight, and I think that's when I first started. And uh, you know, a lot of fun. It, but it's grown, and as as golf has grown, and uh, so what's what's really happened uh, since then? Jill uh, Jill uh, retired in 2000, 2018, I believe it was. So he was in it for a, a good good while, and uh, you know that whole transition. You got to find people, volunteers interested in it, and a lot of us, let's face it, want to just play golf. But you do need the organizers, as in any golf tournament, uh, pro or otherwise. You need a ton of volunteers. And uh, a couple of guys uh, took the reins. They're both playing uh, at the at the landings where I play in Kingston. And uh, Mike Purcell and uh, Richard Bro took it on and uh, changed things up a little bit. Uh, you know, got into the web web website, uh, and just you know, cleaned things up again with two people and now three. I joined a couple of years ago, uh, helping with the marketing and whatnot. Um, so we put our you know put a, a little different uh, spin to things. The concept, I guess, is it's competition, obviously, but it's friendly competition. That's what we want to get across. Uh, and, and that may be more so than other uh, intersectional uh, districts uh, around the province. So uh, that's what we try and breed, uh, participation, fun, et cetera. And, and many of the golfers, uh, and I'm a, I'm a B golfer, uh, so I'm a pure recreational golfer, mm-hmm. but, but the concept sort of... Uh, Got my juices going and and gave me an opportunity to just see how I would stack up in in competition and it was really neat and especially match play alone just uh, you know I'd never known what match play was so uh, so many players and I keep seeing it every year uh, are learning about match play and it's a whole different opportunity for them to enjoy golf and uh, in particular though uh, what I think uh, you know what Joel and 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 us as as we follow him you know this whole uh, friendly competition. It, it really gave golfers uh, a, a couple of things. First of all, from the uh, the club standpoint, and we have uh, I got to remember this now. We've got over twenty. We've got about twenty clubs uh, participating, and 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 uh, it becomes having having uh, the uh, QCAM involved or, or the matches, etc. It really it really provides the clubs with a value add. Because it is members, it is it is a member based type of thing for participation, and we use handicaps and so forth, and it 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 enables another feature that the club can advertise and promote. And again, as a B golfer, 
Um, I've seen even, you know, even last year, the guys I played with who never, you know, just either probably a couple of them joined a couple of years ago. Now that's, that's their target. How do we, you know, how do we make this, this team and whatnot? And it's really, it usually takes a year because there's nerves and whatnot. And, and every club has their different means of, uh, of selecting their players, you know, some have play downs. So in, in, in our case of the landings, uh, we have about, uh, I think it's six, it's six, uh, outings that you uh your best three scores and, and you can qualify for the teams and I'll, I'll mention the categories for the divisions um so you have those so that's where you get into uh uh that whole competitive side of things and it's a badge of honor amongst your fellow mates and and so forth but so you made, it's you really made the just, team and you've got the shirt right <laughs> yeah ex- exactly exactly and and maybe a maybe a win here or there but uh, you know it, 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 it's competition so it's win lose and, and draw so uh, but more importantly, you you meet a lot of uh, golfers. I'm I'm always surprised. Um, in some cases, shocked. I thought you know I may have had a bad swing, but you see some golfers with some real wacky swings. And you're as a pro, you've seen it all. And, and I don't know where you begin with some of these folks, but but it works. For, you know, everybody yeah. adjusts. And uh, uh, but if you're in the B category, which is 10.5 factor and up. Um, yeah, you're bound to see that. Uh, but at the A, a level, you've got, a, a, you know, some solid, solid golfers, uh, men and women. And so from the club club standpoint, uh, uh, they really they really participate. Uh, the owners, you know, there's a bit of a value add there, but they also reserve times. You know, that's they're giving up times. Um, and, and that is huge. And, and yeah. you know, it, it, you know, you have to really uh, congratulate them uh, and salute them for that. Um, and, and also volunteers within the club, the staff, you know, it's just exceptional. Uh, you know, we've had uh, some people, uh, uh, well, and you know, all these guys, uh, Dale Peterson, uh, um, uh, I'm just trying to think, uh, I've just forgot it. J- Jason Boyce, I was thinking of his yes, curling of exploits yeah. lately. Uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, you've, you've got a whole ton of those, those folks with the courses and staff, plus you've got, uh, uh, a lot of volunteers, and I'm, I'm just going to throw a few names out: Ted sure, Carson at Amherstview, uh, Alan Laminets, uh, and Curtis Champagne, Campaign at uh, Rondell Glen. Um, at the landings, of course, uh, and uh, maybe I'll, I should touch on. Uh, I've already touched on Mike Purcell, Richard Bro, myself. All these folks uh, really help out. Wayne Pasco uh, from Briar Fox, among among others, that uh, officiate. Uh, and 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 I'm sort of jumping around here, but well, that's okay. With, with the, with, with, with the volunteers, you know, when we were officiating and whatnot, we also do the big announcements at the T and, you know, get all, and I always look at the B uh, just because, uh, you know, the A folks uh, are probably a little more used to competition and whatnot. So it's really trying to give them a flavor as to uh, what it's like, you know, in tournaments, you know, sure. we all watch tournaments on TV and that. Yeah. And and it, I sort of liken it to uh, the, if you remember the Great Waterway Classic that mm-hmm. was in uh, in the area for four years. Um, I remember talking to the, I think he was like a vice president of the PGA tour because they came in in the second year and, and took over the, the senior tour, Canadian senior tour. And, and he was, he was telling me about the, uh, the whole situation, you know, what, what, what they try and do with their feeder tours, hence the PGA tour Canada. And I should be naming their uh, PGA tour Americas and, now, but it's yeah. Latino, yeah. It's oh, yes, yeah. now it used to be McKenzie. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so he was just saying that that was what their their goal was was to give give a flavor, get a feel for for these uh, you know the, the development is a development tour, but to get them to have that feel of what it's like when they hopefully make the uh, PGA right. tour. Uh, obviously, 
maybe I'm exaggerating a little, but that's that's sort of the flavor and the friendliness and and so forth. Um, so let me just jump back. So I you know I mentioned the uh, the clubs where there's an advantage there. The the uh, the players uh, what we what we hope to get, you know to uh, provide them is opportunities to play at courses they may rarely play at or or never play at. Um, that 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 type of thing. So it's that same concept. The, the one thing that's evolved over the years. Uh, uh, as as we started out and uh, uh, was 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 kind of rigid in terms of if you got eliminated by your three other opponents in the foursome, you, you had to gone. do the walk, yeah. the walk, the of, walk shame. of shame. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, and I my big walk was I think from the twelfth hole. Oh I was no! Eliminated. <laughs> I didn't even know how to get back to the clubhouse. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, uh, so what what we've done, uh, uh, Mike and and Richard and I. Uh, we've incorporated uh, opportunities for people to continue playing. Uh, they get out of the way and, and sure. so forth. Um, we've also incorporated the, uh, and a lot of pros uh, aren't aren't maybe too uh, excited about it, but uh, the E5 local rule. So uh, um, just just to uh, keep, keep the pace of play going, yeah. uh, but especially in the Bs and that, a lot of As, uh, there's a bit of ego. Uh, they're going to hit the damn ball next, even though they hit it 300 yards and they could, basically achieve the same result. I've seen that a lot uh, at, when I've been officiating. Yep. But it speeds it up, and it then enables people to have more fun. You know, you don't hit two out of bounds, and, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's a bad experience and stuff. So it's it's things like that that we've uh, tried to uh, incorporate, and, and, again, that whole flavor of uh, fun and, and, and experience and so forth. Yeah, it's competition, so. but, I mean, there's still a social element. And I think the one thing that people get to see is that there's a lot more golfers like them out there at other places and you know we have the privilege of going around and being and seeing all these golf courses and seeing all these golfers but we always forget that a lot of people are used to their own little bubble and they play with their you know their friends their family or whatever but when they start to see that they have people that you know love the game just as much as them no matter their level and you've built a place for them. And we've seen that obviously in OVGA and Montreal district as well, as far as uh, intersectional matches having gone for a longer period of time. But as you said, it becomes that goal for the year that, you know, it might be somebody who's a 20 handicap who's never even thought of to play in a tournament. And this, because it's match play, they're playing, you know, they're fairly well matched against, uh, you know, their peers and they get to have a little bit of good time. And as you said, get to see other golf courses and other golfers around the region. And and, and in match play, it sort of, it, it makes it easier to, to achieve some of those issues because uh, again, the proverbial, you can have a real bad hole, but it's only right. one hole and yeah. one, one point. And, and that makes a lot of sense as well. So. Uh, how many divisions do you have now? I mean, I know, obviously, as you said, it's grown in the 16 years. I remember uh, early days, it was uh, pretty small. And I remember Gilles trying to convince yeah. everybody that this was a good idea and that, you know, Ottawa had done it for decades and Montreal had done it for decades. And, you know, that would be great. Eventually, though, now we have people, you know, they're talking about the intersectionals now, whereas I never heard that, obviously, in the first number of years. How big has it grown now as far as, you know, people included divisions, divisions that are playing, so forth? Yeah, well, uh, well with, with QCAM, uh, we have six divisions. It's actually gone gone down just in the last year or two, and I think that's a demographic thing with, with women uh, okay. um, in terms of participation and whatnot. But uh, in, in women, so it is... Uh, uh, yeah, for women, uh, we have one w- women's category. We used to have an A and B, and and hopefully that'll pick up. Uh, it's just more, I think, a development thing. I've, I've talked to other courses, and sure. uh, 
the younger younger f females are aren't getting into it as as much uh, i think and I, I haven't seen the actual written it's just a hearsay but uh, but anyway uh, uh, we've got uh, women's a women's category we have senior women's category which is fifth, uh, 50 and up and uh, for men men we've expanded over the last couple of years so we've okay. got uh, uh, men's a which is an open uh, type of situation with handicap uh, men's b which is a factor of 10.5 and up and uh, then we have seniors, which is uh, 55 and up, and uh, super seniors, which is uh, 65 and up. And uh, all very popular. Uh, uh, again, we have uh, uh, 20, over among those categories, we have uh, 22 matches that take place. Uh, so, some have three, some have four. And, and the concept uh, for listeners, I guess, it is uh, uh, for, uh, in, in, a, in a foursome, the winning team, the winning club, uh, the winning club in a, in a section would then move up to the next right. section until right. you get to section yeah. one for the grand championship. And uh, the second place team would host uh, for next year. And the last place team would then move down a section. So each year there's that constant movement and uh, with the, the goal to reach the the top rung. And and just in the men, I was just uh, looking, looking at the results for 2023. And uh, we have four different clubs winning each of the, the four uh, the four titles, which is kind of nice. Which is uh, great, yeah. Diversity. There's some variety the, there. What did, what did you have for totals for the year? Do you know what the, how many total participants actually in those matches? I, I, I did. Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I, know it's, I know it's a big number, but I mean, the point I want to get to is that not only has it grown people should realize too that it's not just the people playing in the in in the intersectionals it's also people trying to qualify as well that are actually really included in that number and i know that from again a reference back to the ottawa valley golf association there might be you know a couple thousand people that are playing in those matches for 60 some odd clubs but it's also all the thousands of other people that are involved as far as qualifying. And I, I think that's the magic of it is that it can include a lot of people more than just the ones that kind of make the team, because it potentially there's a lot of people at each club that, that could make those teams. Well, and okay. And, and I can break that down. So we, we did have uh, 80, 80 teams uh, from okay, 19 great. clubs. Yeah. And, and so if you just said, you know, so that's roughly uh, uh, 800 people, give or take participating. Yeah. Um, and then and and you've made a really good point um, in terms of, uh, you know, trying to make the teams and so forth. Um, you know, at the landings, uh, geez, we'd have uh, probably 40, 40 to 50, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, something like that across the uh, the divisions and what, or the divisions. Uh, so that that really adds up. So, we you know, we've always talked about a thousand, you know, sorry, thousands of people over the years, which yeah. uh, and that's just participating at, at the QKIM uh, events. Um, so it's, it's beyond that, of course. So it's, uh, quite, quite substantial. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen, you know, a lot of talented golfers participate in the QK modes and we should, again, I'll define for people, this is the Quinty and Kingston region uh, of Ontario. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talented golfers that have come through and played in these intersectionals and we don't always want to emphasize just the A players, but, you know, we'll let people know there is some fabulous golfers that have come through on the A side. 
And we've also seen other players that come up from the younger side of it. I know this year, a great example was the Patterson girls who played really yeah. well from Colonnade. And I would happen to be a garrison the day that they were playing and, uh, you know, taking part. And But it's neat because they're going to be part of those matches for a long time going forward, which, again, is another part of the magic. You can be part of this for quite some time. And I'm, I'm sure there's people that have been part of the intersectionals now from the 16 years. Well, uh, when I was officiating, I think it was at Rivendell, but actually uh, there was another one I was officiating this year. And it's amazing. I always ask when, when I'm going with, with each foursome, you know, I always have a quick chat with them. And I always ask them, have you, you know, have you done this before? And I was really amazed this year. I, I would say 90% of the participants uh, and I was doing a senior one. Yeah, I was doing a, a senior and then a, I think a B. Uh, but but anyway, it was it was remarkable uh, that just as you said, you know, they, they start and, 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 and I'm a good example, 2008, I'd like to say I, I'm going back to junior, but no. Yeah. Uh, so I've, you know, hit the senior mark and, and so forth. So there's more opportunities to play and, uh, and, and it might be tougher for me now to, to make the B team sort of thing. Um, right. And, uh, but, but then there's a senior team that might give me a few extra opportunities and that. So again, it's that whole participation uh, opportunities and so forth. Uh, you mentioned the young golfers, uh, uh, Wilson Dornick, Dornikamp, mm, yeah, uh, is another one. yeah, like unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> He's so small and young, and holy cow! And take and so. taking on the adults, which is which is fun. I, oh. I, I play with Eric Stevens, and he mentioned, uh, you know, maybe taking a little bit of a beating from Wilson <laughs> in the tournament. So, yeah, that's and and that's the thing with, with golf. I, I just want to, you know, get kudos uh, to to Richard Bro. Uh, uh, you know, again, a volunteer. Uh, real nice guy, and obviously you can edit that out. Um, but uh, a fun guy. But but uh, he's really brought a lot of uh, talent uh, uh, to the organization. So he handles you know the, the booking. So we, I think in in, in the old days, uh, most of the tournaments were happening over maybe two weekends, uh, that type of thing. But you know it's complicated out there with the clubs and 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 weather and so forth. So he's he's maneuvering uh, all sorts of things, you know, games, moving things. Like like I, I can't keep up with it, <laughs> uh, but it's it's really really impressive. More so though, uh, and I always comment on the website that he's uh, brought forward. Uh, he was a commercial designer, and it's so, it's so user having been in tourism much, that over yeah. the years. Uh, the yeah the, uh, the the website is just so easy to use, and I, I marvel at it every time I get on it. And uh, and it's one stop shopping, uh, so it, you know it helps reduce some of the, <clears throat> some of the workload maybe not for him but uh um but but anyway he's really brought uh, uh, a real positive uh, edge to this and uh scorecards things of that nature uh, uh, mike um, uh, richard myself you know I, that's one of the more complicated things uh you know it just doesn't matter you always think you've got the right thing and then it's when you're scorekeeping yeah and... i i think people until they get um you know they get used to playing tournaments but until they get on the other side of administrating them and realizing all the little nuances and all the things that go into it that's when they have a true appreciation for all the work and the effort and you know the the structure that it takes to do this which you know again kudos to you guys for you know being willing to to do this it's not like you know it's not like it's a paid job here um but yeah it was there any particular other highlights of the year for you i mean maybe things that you saw or mentioned and, and they don't necessarily have to be about particularly about play but they could be you know something somebody mentioned or, or so forth and again i'll just maybe provide some kudos on that note uh, to some of the clubs yeah the, the clubs also uh, um put on 
put on a little, uh, 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 I'm going to say desserts, uh, just light, light meals, that type yeah. of thing. And again, that's all something that they offer on top of everything else. Um, so it's, you know, it's really, really nice of them as well. Um, the, the other thing is more, I, I guess I'm always marveled by the camaraderie, you know, because mm -hmm. people are meeting for the first time and maybe not so much anymore, because as I said, uh, the players are playing together more. They've been around the, the intersectionals for a while, but, but there's much more of a camaraderie afterwards where, you know, some, some teams will, will you know, will stay. And again, you, 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 it's like any golf match where you play a foursome. You know, you, you you get to talk, you get to yeah. chat, and 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 have fun and so forth. Um, so it's really kind of neat in, in that respect. And and uh, and and again, that whole flavor of, of friendliness and and so forth. Um, we, we did have uh, a one hole in one. That's always a, a, a nice. fun thing. We always make a big uh, a big thing about it, and 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 of course uh, carried it in flagstick as well. Um, uh, Richard Papp uh, from uh, Rondell Glen. Uh, so that's yeah, that's a real highlight, and yeah. I can't remember what the number. It's a good way to win a hole. It's a good way to win a yeah. hole. Yeah, generally. I don't know. Yeah. Did, did he win? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but but pretty pretty spectacular, yeah. and uh, but but it's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just always impressed. Everybody's so nice. The staff and I I, I did one uh, officiated one at uh, Cataraqui, and just the staff ev everywhere. Right, you know, from the uh, uh, the cart rental area and all that and, and just right through to the restaurant and so forth it, it, it really impresses me with the uh, the quality of uh, service and whatnot uh, at, at the courses that, that are offered and 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 just the the quality of the course itself um, and and this is what makes it so unique and so forth uh, so, something I think uh, we, we've got to talk about in the off season we've always played um, uh, growth growth scores um, and so the handicaps, the handicaps sort of determine, you know, who Correct. you're playing against sort of yeah. thing. But but there's some teams with more depth and so forth. Uh, the, the men, not so much. Uh, you know, the cream rises to the top and, and, and but there's a, a diversity and whatnot. Uh, but we've got to look, I think, at the the women's cataract uh, uh, is doing really well. Uh, but so, sometimes it can be overwhelming, uh, even though it's a friendly uh, competition and whatnot. You also want to have it, you know, somewhat competitive. And uh, so that's something we're going to talk about. You know, maybe we have a hybrid net uh, uh, handicap type of uh, situation. Yeah, we, we've seen uh, we've seen some junior competitions in various districts over the years. Uh, get look at Stableford points. We've seen some variations that way. So yeah, because again, you 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 want the person to have a good experience, uh, you know, and, and a positive experience, and, and want to come back. If they go there and they get absolutely drummed, for some people it wouldn't matter, but for some people, you know, maybe it's not so fun. Uh, right on, and uh, and 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 hey, I've I've been there. I mean, that's <laughs> and, and that's the thing with uh, with Mike and uh, Richard and I. We uh, you know we we played in a lot of these things, so. You can sort of see the pitfalls at times, uh, but at the same time, you know we've we've changed it to that more uh, you know friendly nature uh, uh, approach, and and I think it's really uh, you know benefited for sure. Yeah, you, I mean you've made it into uh, you know something that is obviously you know people are trying to attain. It's 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 something they're after every time, and as a result of it, the reputation of it has grown. And as you said, um, you know, the service I think at golf courses is not only reflective of there, but it's also reflective of them understanding that these are important events for people, and it's become you know something that's that's big. It's a big highlight of the year. Um, how do you grow that though? Uh, how what's I mean as you mentioned. 
you know, maybe there's some adjustments for certain things, but are there any particular plans for the future, uh, trying to get more clubs involved, divisions, anything particular that way? Yeah, uh, well, on that note, uh, actually this year we, uh, Inverie, uh, joined the, joined the uh, uh, QCAM, uh, and and they actually had a really good good start to their their match. They they just they just put one team in. I think it was senior. I stand to be corrected. Um, but 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 that's the thing. As as we branch out, we're always, you know, we we've had some in, inquiries. So it's a matter of uh, uh, you know trying to cultivate that a little a little more and, and whatnot. And uh, I I think just in, again in the last few years we're we're hearing more. We're uh, you know Richard and, and Mike especially are really trying to provide that service, uh, you know, getting back to courses, uh, you know, helping that, that them out. And, and and one of the reasons too, um, a couple of reasons for uh, uh, I'm doing the, the narrative on the, the results and whatnot is, is to try to two prong approach to that. We're trying to get that out there to make the, the players feel like, Hey, wow, this was a real, you know, big competition and there's a, you know, photos and, and that type of thing. Um, but also for the course, you know, to try and give give them some mm, um, showcase that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, through through you guys, uh, Inbury, you know, that's where we led with the introductory uh, introduction for this season. Um, you know, because hey, it's big news, and uh, uh, to introduce uh, or to, for Inbury in this case to uh, have another value add to their members. To uh, hey, this is something you guys can get involved with, and 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 so forth. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I mean, there's so many there's so many uh, cogs to the wheel. A lot wheel of nuances. Sort of yeah. Uh, yeah. Two th two things just to close up on. Uh, one, are you in need of volunteers? Because obviously, it sounds like as you grow, you're going to need a little a little bit more help that way. And then just to close out, uh, why don't you point out uh, the exact URL for the website so people can go see the amazing work of Richard? Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's it. You know, when you say amazing. It's simplistic. I mean, so, you know, and you think of bells and whistles, but you don't need that as, no. as you know, <laughs> it's too complicated. Um, yeah. For vol volunteers, uh, uh, we've got some, but we always could use some more. And, uh, and, and typically uh, it's, it's involved with officiating. Uh, so that's uh, getting, you know, announcing players and getting it out. It, it's actually fun. I mean, I, I've, I've got to say, I, both uh, Mike, uh, Richard and I, uh, and, and, and seeing the repeat volunteers, uh, it's kind of fun because we too are meeting people and sure. you know sometimes you can joke around and all that stuff so uh so that's fantastic and and uh you know so it's it's about a call it a seven or eight hour day uh give or take but you're out in the sunshine you're on a cart you're around golf <laughs> yeah it's what more can you say yeah uh, and as long as i'm not playing you have to watch me but uh anyway it, it uh uh, contact QKIM and, and the address, I'll just say the address is on the website and, it, and it's QKIM.ca uh, is the website, QKIM. Um, and, and and that's the other thing we've tried to go with that from a marketing standpoint with that catchy QKIM. So, I, you know, it's funny. Real I simple. had to, well, and it's funny uh, getting ready for this meeting. I had to say, yeah, what does that stand for? <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's the, the, you know this is a day and age everything's yeah. short sweet and all that stuff so yeah awesome well thanks Blair I really appreciate it I mean it's nice to uh, you know obviously share this uh, get get people more informed about what's happening and hopefully more of them can get involved so so and and I'll finish off by saying uh, uh, for uh, anyone interested in playing uh, being a participant uh, wherever you play golf or. Get a membership. Get a membership at, at a local club, uh, and uh, and then 
um, ask ask your pro shop uh, how do we how do we get involved with the, the uh, QKIM uh, matches, and uh, I think you'll be a better person for it if you do that. <laughs> and, sounds... and thank you, thank you as the voice of uh, golf in eastern in eastern Ontario and beyond, maybe the world. I'm, I don't want to sell you short, <laughs> Scott. Well, well, thanks, Blair. We look forward to uh, seeing more results and uh, seeing you at some events next year. Good stuff. Cool. That's a lot of uh, a lot of good information. Good yeah, interview, Blair, Scott McLeod. Blair loves to chat, so it's always he's a good good guy. Loves his golf, and uh, you know it, it's it it shows you the importance as well of volunteers in this game. Uh, you know, people that are willing to give back, and you know, if we don't have those volunteers, then a lot of the things that happen in golf just don't happen. I'll tell you right now of like I've been doing this for oh my gosh. 27 years now this is the 28th year. 28th year it's going go oh my god <laughs> where's the time fly um and i'll tell you i've i've covered tournaments for years um i've attended many different tournaments nothing compares the intersectionals. nothing yeah to the intersectionals the intersectionals are, you know, it's just, it's just, it's like the, it's like, obviously like a Ryder Cup or a President's yeah. Cup, but, but at the, at this level, it's, it's, and it's like the Ping Challenge Cup. I mean, of all the PGA of Ottawa events that I go to, you know, these individual ones, they're great. Yeah. Nothing compares to the Ping Challenge yeah. Cup. You yeah. know, and obviously Blair, you know, made mention of that as well of, you know, the importance that it has become for a lot of these players and the point of pride it is to to make it onto these teams to represent your club. So yeah, you're right. It, it's more than it's more than just the individual ego. It has a lot more to well, do with it. And I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously there's been some some conversation things going on about about the OBG intersectionals here and and some of the clubs and you know the issue that there's that they're dealing with with respect to the cost of using the golf courses and stuff they they need to resolve that because mm -hmm. this is too important um it's too important i know it's not too important as a revenue source for golf courses and i know it's but there's got to be a compromise there's got to be a way to 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 solve it so that yeah. it, it can continue to work you know the way it's been it's working. it's important to the culture of golf yes Right. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many elements that, you know, sometimes people think, you know, moving on from stuff is always a good thing and progress is a good thing. There's, mm -hmm. there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with progress, but um, there's certainly some things that help tie golf together and especially within a community and within a region. Um, and this is one of those iconic things uh, that make a difference at not just one club and not just with a select few people, it, it touches every single golf club in the region that, you know, gets involved here, which is obviously the, the greater amount of them. And, you know, it's, it's never always about just the people that make the team. It's about, as we talked about in there, it's all the people that try to qualify for the team. And that encompasses a, a large percentage of the golfers within the region, or at least the club golfers. Uh, we're not talking about, you know, your public players, which are obviously very, very important as well. Um, but this is within the clubs. This is very, very important, um, you know, as that point of pride and something that everybody looks towards. 
yeah. every year. Now, I'm willing to sit down in a room with everybody if they want to sit down in a room. I'm willing to sit down in a room and figure it all out. So there, I volunteered my myself. Well, Scotty Mack. Yes, sir. Done for another week. Another great show. Another great flagstick podcast. Um, and uh, our thanks to, uh, to Blair Harris, obviously, for doing that interview with you and, and uh, giving us a little bit more information and a little bit more insight as to what's going on with the Kingston Quinty intersectional matches. Yes. Um, congratulations again to C. Daniel Ottawa for your Xander Shoffley autographed cap. I'm sure you'll enjoy that and your golf balls. But we got to put a wrap on this week. Um, thanks, of course, to our sponsors, Metcalf Golf Club, Falcon Ridge Golf Course, and our presenting sponsor, the Canadian Pro Shop Online, with amazing prices on all the latest brand name golf equipment, all in one convenient location online. It's never been easier to upgrade your game, whether it's drivers, irons, putters, whatever your golf game needs, the Canadian Pro Shop Online has the best gear to help you play your best golf. Shop online at CanadianProShopOnline.com. Well, I hope, we hope, that you've been enjoying and hearing and watching uh, us and this show. Uh, be sure to follow us across all social media networks, Instagram, X, Facebook, uh, Threads, TikTok. Uh, subscribe on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Do not, do not forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us, click the notification bell. Make sure you never miss a single episode. Get over to flagstick.com. For more amazing golf content delivered every day and sign up for the Flagstick Digest newsletter so that you, that content comes directly to your inbox. You got it. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. But until next week, I am Jeff Botter. And I'm Scott McLeod. Remember, always go for the stick.